Hello everyone and welcome back to the Kent Cricket Podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Kent Cricket Community Trust, which aims to make a positive impact in our local community. To find out more, head to kentcricket.co.uk slash kcct. My name is Cameron and this week I'm thrilled to say that I'm joined by our new signing, Mr. George Garrett. First off, I know that your signing has been known for a little while now, but how are you feeling now that you've officially arrived in Canterbury? I know you said it was just a few days ago. What is it like to be here? You brought the good weather. How are you feeling, George? Oh, thanks for having me. It's, it's good to be down in Canterbury at last. Yep. Signed end of August, start of September, so a wee while since I get down and meet, meet all the lads. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here, to meet, meet the lads for the first time, so you know, got, got over that nervous walk into, into the gym yesterday morning with yep. new faces, new eyes look, look staring at you, and mm-hmm. everyone's been very welcoming. Started off in the indoor school and dust off the cobwebs and get the body <laughs> moving again, but yeah, I'm excited. We've just interviewed, I think it may have came out last week, Mikey, Michael Cohen, our other new signing. Sure. And I hear that you two are living together at the moment on a, one of the flats at the ground here. How's that going? Yeah, well, I met him on, on Sunday, so literally, <laughs> right, yeah, no more than 48 hours ago. And yeah, he's a really, really top man. Was, we were chatting last night about our own kind of cricketing stories and how he came over from South Africa and mm-hmm. had a bit of stint at Derby and different injuries and whatnot. And he's got a French passport, yeah, and which we kind of delved into and he loves his electric guitar. So he's playing yeah. a bit of Pink Floyd last night, which was, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the, the neighbours weren't too happy about that. But uh, yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a top man. Great. Well, let's try and find out a bit more about your journey to today. So what is your first cricketing memory? How did you get into the sport? Who introduced you to it? So I grew up in a place called Harpenden in Hertfordshire, so proper home counties. And my dad was second team captain at the club, Harpenden Cricket Club, which is where it all started. And that was my second home from about five years onwards to 18 when I had to leave to go to Birmingham. But yeah, so I suppose first memories were playing with my brother in the garden and then also in the nets down at the cricket club. I mentioned dad was second team captain. I'd go around with him every every Saturday, home and away, and you know, just just keep myself busy when they're in the field, I was either in the nets or, or kind of finding something to do and speaking to the scorer or scrounging off the tees. <laughs> um and yeah, I think I picked up my love from that, just seeing what a cricket dressing was all about, what it meant to guys to win a game of cricket, how grown men could behave um, when they lost a game of cricket. Yes, yeah. But yeah, I I've definitely fell in love with that and I still go back to Harpenden now. You know, my dad's still involved there, mum as well, and brother still plays in the first team there. So, yeah, fond memories, and yeah, I see Harpenden as, as my home for sure. Was it always cricket for you, or any other sports? I think like any youngster, I played rugby growing up, I played cricket growing up, um, mm-hmm. I played football growing up. Did kind of the main three, in, if you like. Yeah, and um, tried to balance rugby and football in, in the winter, and then cricket in the summer. Play a bit of golf as well now on the side, like. I think I'm a big believer in when you're young, you can play as many sports as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad to say I did that. So, yeah. Uh, you mentioned there around 18 moving to Birmingham. Of course, you've come from Warwickshire. I'd love to know did you get signed up? Did they spot you from when you're in your local town? How did you get to playing for Warwickshire? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to go to Shrewsbury School, cricket scholarship there. And then the director of sport there was a man called Paul Greetham, a top man. And then I was at the school for a month, well, for a term. and Greetham announced that he was moving to Warwickshire as academy director and he kind of said, we'll stay in touch and whatnot. Anyway, I went to a trial, so I had to go to the district process before getting to the county. I went to the district trial and, and I didn't actually get put forward for the county age stuff, which I was gutted about because it was kind of all lined up and I thought, yeah, I'm going to kind of 
getting the Warwickshire side. Having you know come from Hertfordshire, you know done really well and been the leader of the leader of the under twelves at Hertfordshire and whatnot. And I, yeah, I remember getting a phone call, like being told, and I think from from my dad. Typically, you get parents get emailed and when I was I was gutted as a thirteen year old. But Gwyth has said, look, I'm surprised at that. I, once I'm in the job, I kind of cast my eyes out over the squad and, and see if um, I feel like you've been hard done by. Anyway, like got to January, he said, look, come along and whatnot and. The kind of the, yeah the rest of history. I went through the age groups, into the EPP, into the academy, um, and then yeah made it my first class debut for Yorkshire. So what was the age when you got into the age groups at thirteen? At thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. And forgive me, what is the distance between your I guess your hometown and Birmingham? Just up the M1 M6. <laughs> so it's you do it on a good run. It's an hour forty five, but people will know the M6 is um, shocking, but. Yeah, so there was a lot of in the school holidays. I mean, I sacrificed a lot, yeah. like sun, early Sunday mornings. I can remember going up to places like you know Barnsley from from home, not just from Warwickshire, or even like you know home game. You're going to Coventry rugby, mm-hmm. Birmingham, but yeah, I suppose you know moments like your first class debut and everything. Like my dad was in the crowd, my mum wasn't, but you know, I suppose having them there for moments like that it makes it all worth it. So. And take me through that. When did you find you were going to make your first class debut? What was that experience like? I always had a bit of a injury crisis at the time. I was bowling well in the second team, and always had a lot of loanies, like they were in the mud, shall we say? And then, <laughs> so I, w- I want to say I'm kind of the last resort, but I was an academy bowler, mm-hmm. fairly unproven, coming off the back of a good season in the twos, and yeah, bowled well. In the, I think against Worcestershire, I just remember signing my first rookie contract at lunch. In a, in, really? a, in a twos game I remember Keith Cook the operations manager came said and I was a young naive 19 year old sign this sign this not not really knowing what it was which I can't necessarily advise that because it's probably not great <laughs> advice and then yeah the following week was against Somerset Edge Baston the day before when Majit and Patel pulled me aside and said um, yeah you're going to play Gaza it was kind of a weird season you know, I went, went into that season probably not expecting much probably expecting to kind of be told thanks, but no thanks. Uh, mm-hmm. I was at university at times, so you know I had that option as well. And then just kind of got on a run, really. Yeah, four years of Warwickshire, a bit frustrating towards the end with lack of opportunity, but I had a great time, good ten years there. And you were around. I was looking that, of course, Warwickshire won the county championship in twenty twenty one. Yes, think? yeah. It's been a while since Kent have lifted off that trophy. What was that like being around that kind of experience, winning? What we obviously aim to do this coming year. What was it like being amongst that it was, it was a, mentality? It was a weird one because it was the, the first kind of full one out of COVID. So it was mm-hmm. like, you know, they three kind of groups of six and then you qualify to the top division. Yeah. That kind of brought a slightly different dynamic to it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, we had to beat Somerset on the final day. The wicket was flat. It wasn't looking like we we're going to. The momentum shifted. And I think to be at Edge Baston and, and experience that was, was pretty mega. Mm hmm. The momentum built, and you know, more and more people came in. There was three thousand people in by the, at the end, which you know doesn't sound that much when you compare it to a Premier League attendance. But you know, it felt it was loud. It felt pretty full, yeah. Even though it wasn't, and on the back of that, you know, went to Laws and had the Bob Willis Trophy final and won that. So that two week period, despite not playing, to be part of it was was pretty special. Now we have you here. Tell us how did that move materialise? Well, I got told I was getting released by Warwickshire in June, right? Um, and at that stage. A kick in the teeth, like mm-hmm. and told you're gonna get like, let go by your boy or club, and I kind of had to put myself up and get back on the horse and, and go trialing around, which I hadn't really done before, right? So I had a week with Glamorgan straight out of the appraisal, really, and then 
got in contact with Kent as well and Mark Decker. I kind of dealt with him initially and had a couple of four days and kind of got better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple of one days uh, Beckenham just before the one day cup started yeah. and Sam Billings in Belgium and we're playing in one of them and I bowled nicely in that game, which which I think always helps. helps like yeah. Senior players, they can kind of feed back to Downton and, and the powers that be. And yeah, yeah it kind of went quiet for a bit because the one day cup happened and then and I got injured. I played a twos game for Warwickshire and pulled my hamstring and I thought, that's that's it, Dan. It's a bit of a roller coaster, kind of few months and then I remember getting the call. When did you get that call? I remember I was in the gym. Right. And the agent said to me, can you kind of ring me ASAP? And I thought, having been given a lot of bad news that summer, with you know, with being told I was getting released, I kind of expected the worst, thinking, oh, nothing's going to happen. But so it was good news and yeah. I'm sat here now and I'm yeah, very thankful for Kent to put their faith in me and I'm looking forward to yeah, just going out and playing, really. Yeah. And we speak again, like you've just been here a couple of days and you're in the middle of what I would assume is kind of described as a bowling boot camp with Stefan Jones. What have you been up to? What's he like? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, obviously it's very early days, but from my kind of little knowledge I had of Steph prior to that, I know he thinks outside the box a bit, maybe slightly anti-establishment, <laughs> which which I, I'm, I'm really open to in, in terms of new ideas. You know, Steph talks about like a lot about javelin and, and baseball and, and the kind of big scientific push in those sports, but cricket necessarily doesn't have that. So he's really looking at it from that lens and, you know, he's got different tools, measurements and whatnot. So we did a bit of testing yesterday. And ultimately, the main goal is to see if we can you know, put a couple of an hour on um, or move slightly more efficiently. So yeah, I, I suppose I suppose the proof is in the pudding. So yeah. for, well, there's members listening. If I'm not bowling, <laughs> come out faster come April time, then it hasn't served its purpose. But no, I think I'm, I'm excited for kind of this, this block pre-Christmas. Mm-hmm. So one, get to know the lads, but two, expose myself to new insights from Steph alongside the, you know, Rob and the SNC staff and yeah, see where we get to really. And Mikey just said that I think post-Christmas he's going away to South Africa. What are your plans in that little period before, I guess, the pre-season tour around March time? Yeah, my, so my intention is to get away as well, go yeah. to Australia. Spent last winter in Brisbane. Oh, nice. Living on the Gold Coast, we're playing for a club called Redlands. I think there's a link with a few of the clubs in Kent, mm-hmm. yeah. Sandwich Town and that kind of thing. So I had a mega six months there, I like, loved it. Really good set of lads. They went on one. I had to leave to get back for pre-season, but they won the, the grand final for two-day stuff, which was um, which was pretty cool. And yeah, I really Australia. The kind of great system speaks for itself. Like it's proper. Uh, they train really hard. Yeah, play really hard and join themselves off the off the pitch, which um, <laughs> I can get on board with really. So, so you've got that to look forward to after Christmas. Yeah, just getting visas sorted now, which mm-hmm. um, is proving a bit niggly, but hopefully you get that over the line and. I suppose when you're young and you've got the opportunity and less responsibilities to get away in the winter, I think you've got to throw yourself at it. So, yeah. Absolutely. But 2024 season, in your own words, how would you describe yourself as a player? What do we have to look forward to? I run in all day. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So my biggest, I'm tall, a bit of bounce, pretty accurate. Naturally swing the ball away, but can bring the ball back into into the hander too, across the left hander. Yeah, I suppose... Speaking to Cookie and Walks back in August, you know, they see the bowling unit as, I suppose I'll, I'll compare to my time at Warwickshire, you know, where I came back from Australia in March, full of confidence. And then, you know, we signed Chris Rushworth, Wokesy was back, Hassan Ali, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Liam Norwell, Hannon Dolby, Craig Mars, you know, and before, you know, I was eighth in lineup. Whereas I, f- I feel like here, yes, you know, we've got experience, we've got a nice blend, but smaller squad, there will be opportunities to play. And I'm just relishing kind of, once I get inside, if I can get inside, you know, putting together a run, feeling yeah. backed, 
you know, feeling like you're part of the furniture in that sense. So yeah, white ball as well. I'm kind of pretty versatile. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can bowl in different um, times of the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to work hard and leave no stone unturned for sure. Great. And just a few final quick fire questions that we have that have been sent That's in. Fine. Uh who is your cricketing idol? Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. I think it's Glenn McGrath. Oh. And obviously not, not ideal, but I think just the type of bowler he was and that's something I aspire to, you know, in terms of bounce, you know, smashing error for long periods, being aggressive, hated going for runs, yeah. had a good bumper. So yeah, Glenn McGrath. Well that's a, definitely a good one. Uh hobbies outside of cricket. A big reader. I, I studied history at university, so oh, cool. uh, kind of curious in that sense. A big Bristol City fan. So that's not much fun to set the manager, but I love my golf. Play a bit of guitar. So like I mentioned, oh. my mic is on the guitar and that's a match made in heaven yeah. there. So we can... Could be forming a Kent band. Well, if you, if you walk past the Sainsbury's in the summer and you hear like these <laughs> kind of guitarists going, then it'll be either me or Mikey. So, yeah. Oh, great. And uh, your favourite cricketing memory? I'd say first class debut. Yeah, yeah probably first, maybe first class wicket. George Butler, Edge Baston, <laughs> and this is the whole kind of emotional experience that I had with dad and brother in the stands, and yeah, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. That live me live with me forever. And I'd like to finish with what are your aims for both yourself and Kent for this upcoming season? I think for myself is trying to break into any side and put together a run of and performances. You know, build some confidence some belief and kind of probably establish myself in, in the squad as such. I think for Kent, it's looking to win as many games as we possibly can. Obviously, Div 1 is tough, like, um, having been probably supposed to, like, it's proper cricket. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'll maybe push up the table. And then White Ball, I don't see why we can't try and win it, win in the, the comp. We've done well recently. Exactly, yeah. Like, I, mean, I remember watching Kent and Finals Day at Edge Baston. And of course. Obviously, the, the one-day cup a couple of years back as well, so... Yeah, good white ball heritage. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe if, see if I can contribute to that in some way. Awesome, we can't wait. Well, just before we go, I need to remind everyone that you can get your entry to every single scheduled home match next season by becoming a Kent member for 2024. To find out more, go to kentcricket.co.uk slash membership. And also remember, gift options are available for the festive season, so go get your membership now. George, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to get to know you and look forward to seeing you in the new season. Awesome, look forward to it.